0: Chocolate bar, our lives, our strength, our time. Thank you for joining us again. I think we might be on episode 54 or 55. I don't know. I'll have to check later. Anyway, but we are rocking and rolling this summer. Um, We are actually back on our world tour. So I'm so excited to have our second international guest with us this evening. Um, I've you know, been able to admire her and watch her on Instagram and her account. And she's just always got so many interesting things to say about being a black woman, being a mom, being an athlete, being a master's athlete. Um, so I can't wait for um, you all to hear what she has to say tonight. So I am going to allow her to introduce herself. Tell us who you are and what you do.
1: Uh, well, thanks for, for the intro. <laughs> I'm like giggling like a school girl out here. Uh, my name's Carla. Mm-hmm. I was born in Angola, in Southwest Africa. I like to call myself a citizen of the world because I have lived in many, many places, including the United States. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, I, um, good grief, I have lived most of my life in the Netherlands, so I always say that I'm like this hybrid. Because mm-hmm. I'm this African woman who's lived so many years in Europe, so sometimes I'm a bit of a confusion. Mm-hmm. Um, I studied law international criminal law, human rights law. Um, after years, I was like, all right, I can't be doing this. I'm an old athlete. I, uh, I can- canoed for South Africa and the Netherlands when I was younger. Uh-huh. And then uh, later on, I found this thing called CrossFit and it was supposed ah. to be a hobby, but apparently I can't be a normal person. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it became competitive. Um, and I have since uh, been all over the world coaching CrossFit and now I'm back in my own homeland with my toddler, my three year old, you might mm-hmm. you know, make an appearance. Um, and I'm here running an affiliate called CrossFit Teletona.
0: Awesome, yeah. well, welcome, 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 Carla. It's so Thank nice you. to have you with us this, this evening. So you are you are currently residing in Angola? Yes, I'm back home, Yeah. Ah, I did not realize that. I don't yeah. know why I thought you were <laughs> in Brazil. Anyway. It's a um, Portuguese-speaking country. <laughs> Gotch. Maybe that's what it is. So I'm always enthralled when I hear you speak your native tongue. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh, yeah. so amazing. Um, wow, I didn't realize it was a, na- a Portuguese-speaking country, too. Yep, hmm. 500 years ne- of it. Wow, learn something new every day. Well, um, again, I'm so excited to have you with us. And like I said, I really wanted to chat with you because so many things, you know, when you post your videos sometimes where you're talking and I am just find myself nodding like, yep, yep, oh, yes, girl, yes, so... I know that our listeners will really be excited um, with hearing what you have to say, but I always like to start off the podcast, um, kind of finding out, you know, how did you find your way to sort of your chosen sport, so CrossFit? Did it, did it find you, or did did you find CrossFit?
1: Got. I think it was a combination of so many things. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's an old athlete trying to find some kind of meaning in a world where I was sitting at the office for hours and feeling depressed. Mm-hmm. And um, looking for stuff, so it was quite a journey. I mean, I, 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 you know, I went. I gave body pump classes. I gave body mm-hmm. tag. I mean, I was looking for ways to stay active, but something that inspired me. And then I went and did a, a Thai boxing. But the thing is, once you're used to being coached and having and having a program that has a system and a and a structure to it, mm-hmm. and you show up somewhere and they don't have it, you can see it. Mm-hmm. Even if right. it's not a sport, you know, you understand how you would develop an athlete, right? right? So when I got there, it was just really just smash, 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 and there was no attention to detail as to, you know, how am I punching somebody? So even though mm-hmm. I had strength, my shoulders would get jacked up because I wasn't using any technique. It was just me right. really just using strength, right? And so mm-hmm. there was no attention paid to that and volume and all of that stuff. So right. I remember being a bit frustrated because I wasn't feeling like I was developing and my shoulders were sore. Also canoeist shoulders, and they exactly great. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking at a corner and seeing these black balls on the floor, mm-hmm. like metal balls. Uh, and, like <laughs> and I'm like, what are these? And he's like, oh my God, you would love these. You can work out for 15 minutes and be really fit. And at the time, I was at the, you know, working at the office and feeling miserable and looking for ways to exercise because I really didn't have much energy because you know, the hours mm-hmm. were long. And I'm like, that sounded like music to my ears. You know? Right, 15 minutes, 15 what? minutes, I'm like, I'm done. what's <laughs> up? So, but again, he explained it in a way that made me think like, okay, you don't really know what you're talking about right now, I'm not sold, mm-hmm. but you gave you give me the name of this thing and I'm gonna Google it. Right. So that's what I did. And I found something and there was like a workshop and of course, like a normal person, I signed up for workshops one, two, and three on the day. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. You know. <laughs> Get it, listen,
0: at maximum efficiency, right, get them all, get them all out the way.
1: I mean, I, I managed to get it, I mean, I could do it because, you know, I mean, of course, I had a history of exercising, you know, in volume and stuff, so it was right. okay. But I'm like, I mean, come on. Just, just, <laughs> it's
2: just, very efficient.
1: It. And um, I enjoyed it, and I really liked the fact that, you know, I could set up my own training. Right. And I liked it and it got me, you know, I started doing like these 40 minutes conditioning things about and I ended up doing a course So I could coach people on it because I became mm-hmm. such a fanatic. I really the kettlebell was my first love in this type of world hmm And as I went and did that course um, Some other chick that I got to meet there said to me one day and she was very She was very the Dutch are very very Dutch like not, not as, <laughs> very as, Dutch <laughs> not as, you know as strict as the Germans but very Dutch you know mm-hmm. like Northern European not like I always say if you think of the southern countries we have we are Ferrari red
2: mm mm-hmm.
1: when I think of Northern Europe it's more like a tamed red you know, mm-hmm. like, you know it's not like too vibrant it's red but right. it's not right. in your face like so right so when I had heard of CrossFit before I was mm-hmm. in Houston, Texas I was at the Lululemon store in 2009 Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and this lady, I walked in and she goes, oh, my God, do you do CrossFit? And she sounded like, you know, and I grew up with a religious mother, so I'm going to say it she sounded like some Christian people at the door. And <laughs> I was like, I'm not the one, not today. I can't, like, lady, just, I just she was, like, she was trying to convert you. I like started, like, itching and stuff. like the Oh, no. Walking like, who are these people? Like, right, right. Move You know,
0: they call it a cult. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: No, seriously, she totally put me off. And I'm like, I'm just here for my Lulus, you know? Right. Like, really? Can I just get my leggings, please? Thanks. You know, but then she, the thing is, I was exercising. I had a, a, you know, a background in canoeing and I was doing a lot mm-hmm. of cardio, so I was very lean. And, you know, apparently I looked apart and I was right. in the lemon store back in the day before. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So she's like, of course, you know. <laughs> that must be what you, do. <laughs> what you do. I don't even know what this is and I don't want to know because you sound mm-hmm. crazy. So a few months later, this friend in the Netherlands, who's not at all like that, uh, said to me, hey, you like all these training, these these sessions and, you know, you know, going out there. I think you would enjoy this thing called CrossFit. I'm like, what Mm -hmm. is CrossFit? And at the time, I didn't realize it was the same thing the lady had said. Because I "I would have shut it down. Right. I (laughs) looked up. No. So I went home and I Googled it. Right. Mm -hmm. And I saw Annie Sakamoto and the other ladies, and I think Eva Tordalkins, who I actually Mm -hmm. got to meet years later,
0: Mm -hmm. um,
1: do nasty girls.
2: Mm, Oh, gosh.
1: Oh, I like this. I don't have a clue what they're doing, but like, I mean, this looks badass and insane. Right. So, you know, where do I find I think that was the first CrossFit WOD I
0: ever saw online, too, ironically. (laughs) It's interesting. And I was like, oh, this is terrible.
1: You know, I'm going to do it. I'm intrigued. (laughs) So uh, that's what it was, and you know, and I still remember like they were wearing, you know, like the running shoes, you know, back in the day before all the gear, you know, on the ground CrossFit. Yeah. In, uh, Santa Barbara, I think that's where they were at the original CrossFit, and uh, I, I just signed up for it. I never went to a CrossFit gym. I didn't know what it was. I forgot about that. I'd signed up in mm-hmm. like two weeks before. It's like, all right, are you ready? Have you got your ticket? I'm like, oh, shit. I go, <laughs> I'm going to go. i have got to go to London. So I bought my ticket and uh, went. And once I got there, I realized that, oh goodness, apparently we have an exam (laughs) and I didn't study for it.
0: (laughs) Oh, that is hilarious.
1: (gasps) So that was my first introduction to CrossFit Mm -hmm. at the level one, yeah.
0: Wow. So you mentioned a little bit, um, you know, being an athlete prior to CrossFit. Um, So growing up um, in Angola, like what was your, what was your relationship like with, with your body and your self-image? Were you oh. like kind of a, a pretty athletic kid or were you less active? Like what did that look like for you?
1: Guys, you see, I, my life um, you know, fluctu- goes between the Netherlands and Angola. Right. So as a little kid, I don't remember much, but I went to the Netherlands when I was five. And oh, okay. I, I remember that I was already quite old compared to the other kids mm-hmm. with swimming. Because in mm-hmm. the back in the day, you had swimming classes at school, right? So right. they would take you to a swimming pool. Because I mean, it's a place full of water, and you know their politics is uh, that every child should know how to swim. Right. As of late, they've cut the budget, so it, it doesn't mm-hmm. exist anymore. So parents are responsible. But when I was a child, you had that. Right. So I remember going to the swimming pool and being extremely embarrassed because everybody else could swim but I couldn't. You know. Uh huh. So that wasn't really really great, and I really didn't enjoy the pool because I just felt silly. You know in there right um when i came back to angola we really didn't have that much sports we you know as african kids we played outside a lot
2: also mm-hmm. at school
1: uh, in high school we had basketball and volleyball but very very you know basic mm-hmm. you know? um i was a skinny kid
2: mm-hmm.
1: skinny skinny kid and in, in angola i was made fun of for it mm-hmm. like i really mm-hmm. grew up feeling very ashamed of my body Mm-hmm. I was like this, you know, dressed broom like my grandmother used to love call me. Like, Aww, <laughs> you'd be more out of touch. Um, so I was very, very uncomfortable. And as a kid, I didn't really get a lot of support at all. Right. Uh, actually, from very dysfunctional background. Um, I and then I got this boyfriend who was saying that I was fat. Looking back, oh God, she's really. Hmm. There was a lot of a big, you know, like not so happy about my body at all. I right. at, all, at all. I mean, I I, if I, I I used to hide it, you know, I was dressed mm-hmm. in a way that, and plus my mother was really religious, extremely religious, so there was all of that too, there's a lot of shame, right. and guilt, and you know, the usual, yeah.
0: So, um, that being said, how did CrossFit, and I guess sort of sports leading up to that, how did that change or impact how you saw right. yourself in your body?
1: That's, it is interesting. I, I started canoeing um, by mistake, if you want to say mm-hmm. that. I shared a house with a friend in South Africa and she was canoeing and she's like, oh, I'm doing the sport. I don't think you're going to like it because it's too hot. Well, don't tell me it's too hot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the personality was already in there. So um, what I found was that quickly that mm-hmm. I, I was skinny at the time, but my family, looking at them now, we do have, you know, the West African jeans. Right. So we can put on muscle also very easily. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting to find out that while some people would struggle to develop strength and put on muscle mass, I literally like just had to spend some time doing some stuff, and it and there they were, you know. And looking back at the food that I had, I had no education on eating, you know, how to feed myself. I really just put on muscle mass quickly, right? Mm-hmm. And it started doing well because I was able to create power, you know. And mm-hmm. apparently, I had the discipline to do it. Yeah. Awesome. So it it changed it became about something this body could do mm-hmm you know so it made it it made me look at it differently but at the same time uh, being in South Africa for example within the canoeing community I felt normal it's like me mm-hmm. being within the CrossFit community I feel normal right you know, because my body type Is similar to others you know we got traps we got Mm -hmm, hands and mm -hmm. legs and you know and all of that stuff and that is celebrated but whenever I went out now I'm 43 it doesn't matter anymore but Mm -hmm. when I was a little bit younger and I would go out there and I would almost tower above everybody right you know what I'm saying like when you're standing there and your back is wide and you know right oh yeah and you're just like whoa okay (laughs) (laughs) and especially in Angola Quite a you know we're still we're still growing as a community, mm. and now we have CrossFit too, so it's a little bit better, but back right. in the day, I was a freak show, so I would walk down the streets and people were like, Oh, that's a man, you know like oh, silly yeah. comments and they have no problems telling you this, so it was always right. like, even though I'm very proud of it, and I'm glad that it could do all these things, when I came home, I always felt like a bit of an alien my mm-hmm, mm-hmm. people's behavior and attitude towards it wow yeah so.
0: That being said, um, in addition to just kind of already kind of having a physical type that maybe not a lot of other women had um, in your in your local community, like how did your friends and family, um, colleagues, even kind of react to you know your transition into CrossFit?
1: Uh, I was away. I was not in Angola. I was in okay. South Africa, and then I no, I was in Angola, in the Netherlands, and then I went mm-hmm. to Africa, and then I was all over the world for a. while. Right. Um, When I first, when I came back here, I used to do CrossFit in the streets because there were no boxes. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was the one. And so much that when I went to the games, there wasn't the CrossFit box here. Or maybe just one, I think. Right. Um, So, like I said, there was that. And a few months ago, I've been back here for a year and a half. Uh Uh-huh. And it's been interesting to see that this has changed, right? It's, Mm -hmm. It's not as crazy anymore. And a few months ago, I was watching this competition competition I was sitting there I'm like god I'm an old I'm an OG right right yeah and all these women are lifting weights and you know and it's exciting and I'm like well I'm really glad to see that this is happening like I am right. amongst people who enjoy this and want to do this I am not right. a freak show anymore you know right so it, it felt made me feel really good like mm-hmm. I, you know that I would get to see today that this would be the case. That's
0: awesome. Yeah, and, and and you were kind of the one, one of the one of the original ones to help be, make it become more visible. Really, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So on that same um, strain, you know, I imagine back kind of when you started CrossFit, mm-hmm. um, there weren't a lot of people that looked like you that were doing. It, no, right? Um, not at all. Uh, not. I mean, you know, a women in general, but certainly Black women. No, definitely. Um, And how did that, so, you know, you say, okay, I'm going to try this class. I'm going to try this certification. And you look around and you're like, what is happening? Like, did that give you, did I give you any pause or make you feel like I've made a, you know, you made a mistake or how did, how did that feel?
1: No, No. Uh, I've always been in so-called white world. Right. Um, I went to international school. Um, I studied. I did canoeing in South Africa, which is a black country in most its vast majority, but in canoeing, I was the only one, which is ridiculous, right? right? Mm-hmm. And so I was used to that. Mm, and okay. in South Africa, I think South Africa prepared me for it because I went to South Africa in 96, right? So mm. apartheid allegedly, and I'm saying allegedly, right. cynically ended yeah. in 94. So this was like thick on, like Mandela was yeah. president. I mean, yeah. and we, we still had passports that said valid to all countries in the world except South Africa because South Africa was at war with us for a long time, you know? Mm -hmm,
2: mm -hmm. So
1: when I went there, and of course this black woman comes in, and I wasn't socialized to feel inferior to white folks. Mm. I wasn't socialized to feel that way. It was just another person, you know? So when I arrived in South Africa, like many other Angolans, there was a bit of a culture shock for them too, because Mm -hmm. we didn't come in there asking for permission to be. Right. We just came in and lived our lives, you know, like... Like some people took us in the front and I'm like, well, I, I, I don't understand that language. This is not, mm-hmm. I'm Carla, right? I'm canoeing. <laughs> right, you know? right. So South Africa prepared me for that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. once I went to the Netherlands, I mean, there's also racism in the Netherlands, but it was yeah. never the kind of stuff that you would experience in South Africa. So right. I was, my skin was thick by then.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, I so you'd care. already been through the worst no. of the worst, so yeah, I everything I else was,
1: yeah. feel so, the thing is, if you get good enough, people can't go around you. Huh.
0: Okay. Okay. (laughs) Really. So I kind of want to go back to something you just said, because that really like hit me in the chest because it's just so interesting, I think. Um, And, you know, I've talked to other folks that are, you know, from other places and I don't know that I've heard them say that you said you weren't socialized to feel inferior to white people. Where do you think that came? Like, was that from your family or just kind of like something internal that you drew from? Like, how did that?
1: I don't know. Maybe my mother, I look, my family is also mixed. We uh-huh. have Cape Verdeans and the Cape Verdean people are you yeah. know, a mixture. Like a, I say human DNA salad. Yeah. Um, but I think also my mother. And, and I was, mm-hmm. I'm looking back at Angola. Nowadays, I'm sure there was a lot of stuff because now that I'm here, I can see a lot of stuff. Right. Uh, There's a lot of colorism. It's mm. disgusting. But when Ooh, I was a kid, child, I was, that's a whole other podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> Common, you know, my child is, is blonde. Comment yeah. you got a good womb. I'm like, what does Ugh. that mean, good womb? For well, your kid's yeah. life. God, like, do you hear yourself? Like, how is yeah. this even, how are you even repeating this nonsense? Mm-hmm. But um, I, I didn't grow up aware of that. And I'm very right. grateful for it. Because I, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't, I didn't feel inferior. I didn't, only thing I, I remember was that I, you know, my hair was a thing because people always say it was bad hair, you know, usual. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, and of course on television, all you saw were the princesses and the cartoons and everything. Right, was, you know, right. And, Eurocentric. Yeah. Yeah. So there was that story about, you know, my nose and Mm -hmm. my hair, all these things that were allegedly not attractive.
0: Right. But
1: as being a black girl, uh, African girl, I, I just thought for me, I was Carla Mm -hmm. and Carla was smart and Mm. you know, and could do things. So when I went and people put barriers and were weird or rude, it took me a while to understand that, Oh, this is racism. Right, you understand. Right. First, I thought people yeah. were rude. Like the first time I really felt it was I was 19, and this person was just being really obnoxious in South Africa, and I realized, I'm like, I remember thinking, oh, so this is racism, mm. right? And it, it hit yeah. it hit me because I was like, how do you hate me? You don't right. really know me. Like you're like, and I'm amazing. So like, what I'm the like, fuck? <laughs> like, what's wrong with <laughs> <laughs> you? What's know? wrong with you? But at the time, I was like, how can you be so hateful to somebody you don't know? yeah so that was really weird that was my first experience with like understanding what it was like obviously Mm -hmm. i got a crash course into it Mm yeah and as i moved to the netherlands but i i never really felt victimized i refused Mm -hmm. to be a victim Mm -hmm. even though i'm aware there's a glass ceiling and there's things i deal with you know micro and macro aggressions on a daily basis and not just from white folks from black folks from everybody yeah because we yeah, yeah, yeah. As black african women we are supposedly at the bottom of mm-hmm. you know humanity but i'm not right i refuse, mm. <laughs> I, refuse. Wow. I love that i love I that
0: um so yeah let's talk a little bit about um you know you, you mentioned not really seeing a lot of folks that looked like you when you started crossfit yeah. what have you i mean and obviously you know it, it probably came pretty clear pretty quickly you're quite good (laughs) um how would you how would you characterize the reaction or the welcome or sort of the reception that you got from other folks in in the crossfit community i mean because for let's be clear and Mm -hmm. let's be real for all intents and purposes crossfit is still a very expensive very white sport and it's funny because Um, even in
1: angola my my box is uh, very uh, affluent people
0: right and we right. have a lot of
1: Angolans, but like for right. example, today I was looking at it. I'm like, okay, quite like, quite like. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I'm so, like, what is it?
0: When they see this badass black chick with these leggings and this amazing—I mean, like in locks with this in this amazing body coming and like crushing, you know, the game, where they kind of like, who are you? Or were did you find people generally to be pretty accepting?
1: Uh, you know, when I look back at my first box, mhm, I think, I think there's a there's a construction of things. Mm-hmm. When I came in there, it was, you know, it was very welcome. The, the owner was an American. And, you know, Americans are also really good at being nice when they're not really want you there. But, you know, like, oh, my God, how are you doing? Hi. Right, you know, that right. hello, that doesn't, how are you doing it? But it wasn't even asking, really. It's just right automatic kind of game.
0: Right, right. Not yeah. waiting for a response.
1: right? <laughs> and for me, and I would be always grateful for that place because I learned my movement patterns there. You know, mm-hmm. I learned the discipline. The owner was mm-hmm. an, old Marine, or an, old, an old military guy. So I found a discipline that I appreciate and enjoy in, right. my, in my space. Um, I know that I remember uh, as an old athlete, again, started questioning programming. Right. Like, you know, when like when you do things like, OK, um, we did like uh, maximum burpees on Monday and then on Tuesday we're doing one shoulder, one arm shoulder press. Right. I, qu- I have questions. Mm hmm. Right, Because I know that you got a program and I know about body and I know about muscles and recovery and whatever. So right. how are we doing maximum as a training? We're not testing right now. We're doing yeah. maximum uh, burpees, which my shoulders are shot. And now the next right. day I'm going to test my right. REM. So that was, I had seen some things already and, and mm-hmm. I was questioning it. Not saying they didn't do a good job, but right. you know, my vision of programming and progression and exercising versus testing was different, right? So I voiced my opinions, and I'm sure mm-hmm. I was the pain in the ass, and you know, the angry one, and whatever. Looking back, right. I think there was that element there. Yeah, but at the time, I just thought that maybe people just didn't understand me, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think looking back, that might have been that might have played a role. Yeah, part of it too.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, let's say there, are, you know, folks probably listening to to this um episode and have thought about you know crossfit um and wanting to try but again kind of and again it's changing you know somewhat because of people like you because of people like you know keon welsh and obviously you know elizabeth Wally and just yes. sort of seeing that we're out there and that we're doing these things but again you know, I think there's always some sort of that intimidation factor. What what advice would you have for someone who's like, wow, you know, I'm not I don't have that kind of body or I'm fat or I'm older or, you know, I have some limit physical limitations, but I want to try CrossFit. Like, what advice would you give them?
1: Find the gym that works for you. Mm-hmm. If you go in there, have a conversation with people, look around, see what you see, see what kind of people are in there, you know, mm-hmm. because right. we have everything in our mind. And personally, as a coach, the so-called fire breeders, I don't find that interesting. Mm. You know? Mm -hmm. usually they're not fire breeders. They think they are. Right. Uh, Which is also an old discussion. But I find the person that's coming there with the widest of shirts, has never done any exercise, and is trying to learn, so fascinating and so interesting. So I think Mm -hmm. if you find a place where the coach is interested in that, you'll be fine. Right. And just remember, at the end of the day, it's a gym. The whole community thing personally it can be very incestuous if i'm gonna use that word okay you know when what do you, you mean it's always everybody gets in, up, up in everybody's business oh yes it's yes yes, yes like and everybody's friends with everybody it's almost like kumbaya maybe yeah. i'm cynical or whatever but i like right there are communities that are out there that really care for each other and there are lots of places where they call talk about community but it's bullshit. Let's just right be real. yeah right and don't get don't buy into that if you find yeah. a community great but if your goal is to get fit for you because at the end of the day it's your body and you mm-hmm. find a coach that cares for people that are starting and want to learn you know just go and if right. they don't invite you to the barbecue whatever make your own barbecue honestly <laughs> I love it I, I mean love seriously
0: it. yeah yeah no I, I mean I totally get that and I mean I've definitely you know had that experience when I was more heavily in the CrossFit right um, of course you know uh, it, Like, it's great to kind of have a community. But I think like you mentioned, people come to it for for different reasons, right? So for me, it was like, this is amazing. I want to see what my body can do. I want to see how strong I am. I want to stop focusing on what I look like, but I didn't necessarily need the other components of, I need a way to identify identify myself. Right. Or I need new friends. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I would go, I would go out and take my ass home to my family, right? you know? And I, and most people were cool with that. I think some people kind of felt like, Oh, you're not trying to hang out. I was like, sweetie, I'm 20 years older than you. No, I do not want to
1: go. I I do not
0: want to go drink beer now. I want to go home and get ready for work. You know, so
1: I, I, that's an interesting point. I don't rec- I identify myself as a CrossFitter. I had never been. Mm-hmm. I, right. I, I practice CrossFit. This is something I like, but I like mm-hmm. movement. I like human movement. Right. So once I've been to South Africa and I realized that I wasn't getting invited to things because people didn't know what to do with me because I wasn't mm-hmm. in their houses. I was there as a peer and they didn't right. know how to deal with that. Right. I got used to the fact that I was by myself, right? Mm-hmm. So even though I was there, I was exercising and sometimes I would drink a beer or whatever. At the end of the day, I was by myself. Mm-hmm. And once I started becoming good enough that people wanted to be in a boat with me, then it became interesting. But I was very right. aware that it wasn't about me, Carla. Right. It was about the fact that, you know, they could race well with somebody who was strong in a boat, so it would make it more interesting to race. Great. Mm-hmm. Let's race together. But it doesn't make us mm-hmm. friends. Right. And the same right. happened uh, with the CrossFit Games. like oh, Because I've been an athlete <laughs> before... Once I qualified, there was a whole circus around me. And I know oh, yeah. a lot of successful games athletes, winners included. And one of the things that I always, you know, look at and the conversation is about the circus that comes around you. Mm. That Everybody wants to be around you. Everybody thinks that it means something to be you or to be around you. They don't even know you as a person. Right. But there, there's this idea and they want to be part of it. But right. It's not about you. And, and if you can understand that it isn't. Mm-hmm. Once the show is over, you don't feel abandoned hmm. or depressed because you know right. it's never about you.
0: It was never about you as a person.
1: Right. I don't know.
0: Girl, like you're dropping knowledge. So how many games did you attend? You I went, went to one. I was, okay. I
1: was going, I was really getting really ready to prepare to do regionals 2014. But 2013 was rough. Mm-hmm. I finished the games, had the ugliest of divorces. Mm-hmm. Really gross. Mm-hmm i broke my heart in pieces i didn't know Mm -hmm. i could i could break my heart and i didn't understand that one could be that sad that was yeah i never got to celebrate the games because i came home to a mess oh um and then i moved countries and and Mm -hmm. i at the the games i got injured on my lower back Mm. so i thought it was fixed in 2014 i was training again and it wasn't you know right and then just life just happened i just never only now like have i been exercising consistently for the last four months since the kid was born and the kid's three? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. The last couple okay. of years were rough. Like changing ID, yeah. raising a child by myself, uh, running an affiliate. I mean it's been rough. It's been yeah. rough, yeah. yeah. So I would love to go again as an as mm-hmm. a master. I don't ask me why, I don't know what the hell is wrong <laughs> with me. Maybe I'm just curious to see what my body can do. Yeah. And all that stuff. We'll see. I don't know.
0: Well, I'm here for it. Child. Okay. <laughs> I would love to see you at the But yeah, games. I went
1: once. The second time okay. I went to go watch.
0: Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So, let's touch upon something since you mentioned it. Um, You know, you wear so many hats, right? Yes. Um, and, and I think, again, one of the things that's so fascinating to me about you and just sort of the level that you're at is you know, the fact that you're a mom, right? And, you know, you have a toddler, and they require a lot of time and energy. Um, How have you been able to, and you mentioned that, you know, during this, all of this time after the games was, you know, maybe weren't as sort of regular with it as you had been in the past. How have you made peace with that, right? Because I think we all, especially moms, go through this time in our lives, especially if we're fairly serious athletes like okay well this is my training schedule this is what i'm doing this is what i'm going to be doing and then you wake up and you have those times when you haven't you know been able to get a solid couple of workouts in in like two months and you're like what the hell so how do you how do you make peace with that and kind of look at sort of the bigger picture right of of who you are as an athlete and a mom
1: i don't know how to put this in a way that makes sense Mm but i think when push comes to shove I always go back to, to that athlete mindset, mm-hmm. and it could be a good thing, it could be a bad thing, but for me, right. it, may, it meant get shit done. Right. What does that mean? Like, I knew I was going to be a single mom. Um, I had moved countries, I left Angola to the Netherlands because we had a financial crisis and I didn't want to have my kid here. I had mm-hmm. a work permit for the United States, so there was a question, of, am I going to have this baby in the United States and live there? Right, but U.S. has this crazy health insurance system. I'm like, hmm. I'm not, Girl. not there for it. So I didn't. I'm like, no, I, I didn't dare go and play lotto. You know, with right, uh, with I'm right. Like, oh, Okay, so I yeah. never use my work permit, so I end up not going. Hmm.
2: Um.
1: So I knew that, and plus, in that period of time, I got to know birth fit. I got more involved in the whole preparation for birth. You know, mm-hmm. it, and it opened me up for uh, Brianna battles and other people mm. that speak about. You know, pregnancy, postpartum. So there was an understanding that things were going to change. But one right. understanding and living it are two different things. Mm-hmm. And I think I went into got to do mode in a sense of, okay, I have this toddler. My life is completely upside down. I've got to do thing, uh, this baby. I've got to work. Right. First priority. Mm-hmm. And I've got to keep this child alive. So I switched myself off. Okay. You know, so that was literally switched myself off. What do you mean? But, but that I like, I didn't even really bother with my body. And it wasn't like, mm. I didn't care, but it wasn't something that I was worried about. at That moment. It wasn't something I could handle having on my plate. Right. So I just put it to the side. Like, mm-hmm. this is what I am right now. This gets the job done. I'm not worried about being seen. I'm not interested in exercise because I was exhausted. Yeah. So this is it. And that's okay. So I had, I made peace somehow mm-hmm. in the last couple of years with the fact that I wasn't fit at all. Right. And it was okay. You know, there wasn't a struggle, which I'm very grateful for, because my life was already a struggle. I couldn't handle that one.
0: Yeah. So I yeah. switched
1: it off. I think it was in self-protection mode. Yeah. I switched that off. Mm-hmm. Very successfully. Yeah. So, but listen, I switched off everything. Like, only now, after four years, I even start thinking about it physical stuff like I yeah. even my libido went to shit like everything switched mm-hmm. off I didn't look at anybody maybe I was traumatized about everything right <laughs> yeah to see men. right right only in the last couple of months have I like oh ho, oh, hi okay guess what yeah. We are not dead <laughs> yeah right 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 so yeah. I think this is a you know uh, uh, the result of me shutting things down
0: yeah. And I just think it's really important to, to to kind of, you know, talk about this because it's one of those things that, you know, we don't talk about, right, as moms no. um, and women, you know, and again, you know, one of the downsides of, of social media is you have these sort of, very perfectly curated oh, images gosh. of what women you know look like while they're pregnant what they're capable of doing while they're pregnant what they do right after they're pregnant like i don't know you know this whole like every time i see that whole snapbacks bullshit it oh, drives me insane like who came up with the idea that you're supposed to look like you never had a baby two weeks after you had it's a so baby like, what the it's fuck such you such know
1: controlling women's body yeah nobody's All looking bodies. at men
0: i mean no. what the hell no. it's ridiculous and so i'm really you know grateful to you and to kiana and you know other folks that are like listen this is what pregnancy looks like it's And hard. some days i'm not gonna fucking wanna go do a wad i'm just gonna want to lay in the bed and cry and try right to right now yes or like nurse my last, or whatever you know what last i mean month
1: was ice cream and sleeping
0: yeah 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 yeah, so I'm just really happy that there there is more visibility around that, and there is more um, conversation because I I think you know nobody wants to admit that you know this sort of perfect curated image like looks nothing like them, right? You it know, doesn't. I mean, and
1: you know, yeah. some people have like you know the one in a million that whose body just goes back to normal. But right. But only now, it's been three years. This toddler yeah. still breastfeeds, but not only plus, mm-hmm. a day, thankfully. Right. Only now am I starting to feel like myself.
0: Mm. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Right. Like. Yep.
1: I wasn't in, in in survival mode. So I'm thinking, yeah. if I were chastising myself for not being the fittest, right? How was I gonna do it? Because I was broken. Right.
0: Yeah.
1: You know. And yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. my case a little bit extreme, perhaps. You know, with moving countries, toddler, right. a new affiliate, and all of that stuff. You know, and running the the, the first like four five months all the classes I was like mm-hmm. I was tired yeah you know but like having the demand upon myself that now I need to look this way I would have lost it I, don't, th- I yeah. don't think I would have made it
0: yeah yeah
1: but now that I feel better I'm exercising but I'll tell you this yes the six pack's showing up but I can tell you these abs ain't mine <laughs> 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 right. I mean, I look at them and I see like stuff that I don't recognize. Right. Right. It's changed. I mean, it's yeah. You know, and you know, there's a small diastasis. That's I don't think mm-hmm. we'll ever close. It's fine. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know, the skin that changed, a small bump here and there. I'm like, yeah. All right. Well, guess what? This raised a baby. I mean, you know, grew a yep. baby. what's up? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm just I'm 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 happy that you you have given yourself that much grace. You know, and I, and I hope that other women will listen to this and and kind of. Take that as permission to, so but it's so okay to give yourself grace. I am so you know,
1: so I did because this would have been a beatdown. Can you imagine? Yeah, exhausted, and now I'm trying to make my. I'm gonna make myself feel bad. Right. And another thing, Brianna, like when I'm tired and I'm not eating properly because I'm tired, and it yeah. becomes this vicious circle. All I want to do is eat chocolates. Right. <laughs> right, which makes me more tired. Yeah. So it's this yeah. vicious circle. And now right. I'm going to force myself into exercise. Plus, let me tell you this. Years ago, I got like a massive burnout Because I was mm. doing all sorts of, you know, first I was doing all the kettlebell workouts. Then I found yeah. CrossFit. And then I started doing paleo, low carb. I ruined my thyroid. I ruined my body. Mm. You know, back yeah. in the days of low carb with CrossFit, God help us all. Duh. Right? Yeah. So I knew what it's like to be burned out. And how right. long it takes, if you're lucky, for it to go back to normal. I wasn't wasn't about to go in a body that was already catabolic, breaking down, um, breastfeeding, lack of sleep, running a gym, and now I'm going to beat myself up, like, for what? No, I I Mm -hmm. didn't want to do that to myself.
0: You bring up something else, too, I wanted to touch on, Um, and and I think this is something that's come as a surprise to me, personally, because I've never been one to kind of think too much about aging or, you know, whatever my age is, or I just, I've never been that kind of person, but... I think for me, like this whole sort of intersection of being a a quote unquote master's athlete, Mm -hmm. like when I was 40, 41, I was like, okay, whatever. Whatever. But now that I'm like, I'm going to be 48 in September. And let me tell you, this year has been a huge struggle for me physically, because I think it's really becoming apparent to me that... I got to do things differently. Right. Like I can't train in the way that I trained when I was 20 or even 30. No, right. No, no. Um, and I, I think mental, I mean, physically it's certainly been hard, but I think even that mental change has been hard too. Cause as you know, with most athletes, they just go right. And I'm like, but, my brain is like, no, we can do this. But my body's like, no, no girl, sit your ass down. So can you talk a little bit about what that has been like for you, you know, kind of transitioning into that, you know, 40 plus range as an athlete versus maybe when you were younger, when you were canoeing and, and what changes you've made both physically and mentally to kind of, you know, again, make peace with that?
1: Um, I, I think I was lucky in 2013 um, when, I, when I went to the games. Mm-hmm. I, I, when I finished regionals, I wasn't feeling very comfortable with my coaches at the time, so I, okay. I stopped it right there. Mm-hmm. Because I was really exhausted when I went to regionals. Like The week mm. before that, I was on point, and I said to them, we need to drop the volume, we need to drop the volume, but they just right. kept piling it up, and I was exhausted when I came to regionals. Yeah. I, and mm-hmm. I knew this wasn't what I was supposed to feel because I had competed before. You know, right, I was in CrossFit, but I knew what it was to keep yeah. And I'm like, I am broken. This isn't. Mm-hmm. Hey, no fuzzies. Sorry, I have a kid who's now bringing everything into this room. actually. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, love. Okay. Um, so, oh, he's so cute. <laughs> so there was already um, a coach that uh, the, the six weeks or eight weeks leading up to the games, mm-hmm. he spent a lot of time using sleds on me. Okay. that's so not a problem. Yeah. Which I realized that worked really well for me because it wasn't that beat down my joints. Right. Which is, you know, at the time I was 37, it was, you know, all the squat cleans and all the stuff like that, my joints weren't having it. Right. So yeah. it, it was a really good way of getting me fit without all the volume right. of, you know, the barbell. Mm-hmm. Right. So I appreciate it and I learned a lot from it. Um, now, with a toddler, like I told you, I was injured for a long time with my lower mm-hmm. back. And it was such a struggle and searching for, so I became a nerd trying to figure out things for myself because, you know, right. physio you're here, because you're there, and reading a lot of, of uh, Stu McGill, who's an expert in, you know, back issues,
2: mm-hmm. um,
1: I went back to my movement patterns.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, you know, when I started exercising again, what I first did was go back to my movement patterns. Okay. Start doing a lot of unilateral stuff and tempo work. Mm, right? Okay. Just to repeat. Charlie, stop it. Hey, stop it. No. No. Let's not do that. Nay.
0: The life of a mom. Oh god. That's so
1: <laughs> no. No, I don't want you to do that. Sure, Look, right, this, no, is, this is we real keep
0: it real on the this chocolate Bar, life. okay? <laughs> this is what real it is. Life. This is real life, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> like trying to play here. I'm like, no, this is definitely not the noise you want to be doing right now. Right. I'm <laughs> um, making it. And um, so there was that. Um, tempo, tempo So you m- yet you mentioned, what is,
0: so what is tempo training, tempo training. for those so who don't know? So first
1: things I did, I started to look at my mobility, like what's going mm-hmm. on. And I realized that I hadn't been doing the work I should be doing to keep my joints and muscles healthy.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. I wasn't
1: stretching, right? And I didn't like stretching, but I'm like, all right, this injury could be so many factors because your spine right. is allegedly fine, but you're hurting. So mm-hmm. something is... Muscularity wrong. Right. So let's look at the structures around it. So I'm like, all right, hips, okay. Rotation, internal rotation, not that great. Let's work on that.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, Glutes
1: disappeared with the pregnancy. Let's work Mm -hmm. on that. Uh, Mm -hmm. So there was a lot, like quads, need to stretch them. Right. Uh, A lot of core work, Stuart Stuart McGill's tree, uh, tree. Like, those are three exercises that he uses with people with back problems, you okay. know, rehab. We'll put Start that in the show feet.
0: notes, too, Start so people can that. find his stuff. Then, he said Stuart McGill? Yeah,
1: Stuart Stu McGill.
0: Okay. Yeah, we'll put that in the show notes so yeah. people can find it later. He okay. has an
1: amazing book with Brian Carroll. The powerlifter was injured to pieces. It's mm-hmm. called The Gift of Injury.
0: The Gift of Injury. And okay, I absolutely
1: great. recommend it because it made me aware of so many things I was doing, so many patterns that I had just creeped in and were causing me pain.
0: Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So what this has been about is I'm training, I'm exercising, I'm getting stronger by the week, and I'm keeping close, uh, I'm keeping control and track of how many repetitions I do of things. Mm -hmm. So it's become more by feeling. Mm. I understand I need volume, but I go by feeling. Right. So let's say I started squatting again, and I started doing tempo squats. Tempo squats because, you know, uh, many coaches talk about how they teach motor control yeah but also because you're under time under tension right you develop muscles and better coordination mm-hmm. so instead of grabbing a barbell and dropping it up and down i would do temple squats for example say um, slow myself for two seconds
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know hold myself at the bottom for two seconds but like an active bottom not you know re- relaxed bottom with the right bottom squeeze on my body, yeah you know, i'm tight and then come straight out of that hole without rebounding right oh god so i did a lot of that and what i did tempo
0: squats give me nightmares they but anyways, are horrible another story. <laughs> but you know, what, what i found
1: interesting is it made me solid again
0: yeah like yeah. and i
1: also used elastic bands just to remind myself that i wanted to push those knees out to activate my right muscles. so i start doing a lot of my, my warm-up as a lot of activation work mm-hmm. which i wish i had been doing before that
0: yeah. It's so important. It is so it is. so this important. This
1: whole thing about oh just go in there and do it when you when you're twenty and you think you like mm-hmm. a Ferrari, you will pay the bill.
0: I do. I look at. I look at. Sometimes these younger folks, and I'm like, mm-hmm, oh keep God. living. Yeah, keep living. You know, keep living. It's gonna catch up with you. And it's funny because I used to be that jackass <laughs> in the gym watching somebody. Like, why you need all them wraps? Why I know, you gotta be I know, I know, I know. child? Listen, when I if I say if I if I tell my husband I'm going to train at like ten o'clock. He knows that that means that's from ten to ten thirty five, <laughs> I'm I'm doing mobility. Right, right, right. Maybe at ten forty five, I might get under a bar, right, yeah, exactly. but don't it?
1: Because he'd right. be like texting me, like, "You still there? You got there at ten o'clock." I said, babe, yeah. you know I've been warming up for an hour. Like, yeah. what is what?" <laughs> right, but especially if you want to, you, if you're ready to go and do real work. I mean, if you're just going to right. move, that's a different story. But now, if you're right. lifting weights and you're going for it, you got to do it. Yeah, yeah. So that's and I don't what think people
0: been. understand too, you know, for a lot of, of, of older athletes, like, this is not all we do. Like we don't, you know, many of us have other jobs and have things to do. So I have to be able to walk when I get out of the gym, because I can't just come home and flop down and, and nap for three to hours. Go. So I need to,
1: like, for example, I'll give you an example. I don't want to be doing too many squat cleanses. Right. So what do I do? I do a lot of power cleans. I'll do a lot of tempo squats, you know, a mm-hmm. lot of that controlled. So I'm not smashing myself at the bottom of things. Right. And I play around with the sleds a yep. lot. Mm-hmm. Because they make me strong. Like yeah. really strong, And I can handle, yeah. you know, uh, lactic acid buildup. And, uh, you know, there are days when they're lighter, when we go longer distances. But there are days where it's heavy and you're just pushing, working on strength. And I see that my balls are solid, like my squats are mm-hmm. solid. But this is me experience. experience You know, many, 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 many coaches and many things, and always right. And now coaching myself through feeling, for example, Mm. today was insane, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, All right, I have programmed this thing for tomorrow, and I'm like, Yeah, you know what? Let's not do that. My shoulders are right, so I'm just gonna take this out and I'm just gonna do the six kilometers on the road, done, right?
0: Right, and then I'm gonna stretch. So what do you, what do you, so I think one of the things I've noticed too, um, and, and, and I noticed this with me as well, like it took a while for me to feel comfortable and confident enough within myself to know, you know, just what you said, like, I know this is what pro, this is what is programmed for me to do, Mm -hmm. but based upon the way I feel, this is not safe for me to do today. Right. It took a lot of
1: smashing my face on the floor
0: yeah yeah dumb thing getting injured yeah (laughs) so what advice do you have for maybe more novice or younger athletes to get more sort of in touch with like you talk about you know training with you know by feel and and, you know working with the coach and wanting to you know sort of work with their program but also you know paying attention to how you feel because you know how your body feels
1: best right a coach that will speak to you about more than just how much you lifted. Mm. a coach that asks you how you slept Mm. asks you about your food and Mm -hmm. asks you how you're feeling when you're coming
2: because
1: this is all of the stuff that you need to have going on it's not just all about the weights like when folks is going on wait 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 yeah how are you moving like you are doing a squat clean but your air squat looks like shit right why do you want to smash yourself at the bottom of weights Mm-hmm. When you can't squat properly, your knees are dancing, your lower backs, you know, is bending, like mm-hmm. why? So if the coach isn't talking to you about this, isn't saying, Listen, we need to work on your ankles because right now, because you can't move your ankles properly, you're bending forward. Right. You grab a bar, right? And this mm-hmm. is not good for your spine because spines are not supposed to be bending forward under load like this. Right. Right? So listen to the conversation is being had if all they mm. want to talk about is how much weight you put on a bar but we're not having conversations about what it looks like
0: right what's going on what else is going on in your life you know, are, are you going under stress life, right now right? Are, you, are you sick
1: this week right right and your coach coming to you and saying hey you look tired uh take the weight off how about we don't do this intensity how about we just move today mm. if these conversations not being had ask you know maybe you're at the wrong place
0: right right Gosh, that's so important. Um, so, one of the other things I wanted to touch upon is I again always like to get different perspectives about this, and I think in general, right? I think that there is, you know, a certain lack of diversity within the fitness
1: oh, industry
0: gosh. as oh, a whole. I, I know you're like rolling your eyes, like, girl. Um, oh, you Lord. know, I I think we all can can say that with confidence that you yeah, know, if you at look at Boston, some of our then, favorite. Like, You know, you look at some of our favorite, you know, clothing companies, you look at some of these social media accounts and, you know, what they They say versus what they actually present, you know, is completely different. Right. So, you know, how like how has that affected you and sort of you know what do you see as some of the ways that we can do to kind of change that around because honestly I think fitness is for everybody create right own, own um brand. and I think
1: that's it I think create own brands. Hmm? I mean, brand. okay well there you go I mean, I, I'm actually <laughs> speaking to, to a friend right now who has a you know clothing company and she actually was the one who said to me yeah, I think you should do that so I'm like I don't know anything about the like circle I do because mm. look I like sin of Afro brutality you know but there's a lot of people who find it very edgy right? Mm-hmm. but let's say on the booty shorts kind of world, i don't think we do really well with booty shorts because i mean booty uh hello so well. yes <laughs> you know yes but like and i appreciate my my athlete friends you know getting the brands and whatever but at the end of the day what you see is always the same generic look right yep which is yep. i find so very boring like
0: mm-hmm
1: can we just i mean look Elizabeth Akinwali has no idea, I mean, I am mean, sure she does because I've told her this a million times every time I get a chance, what she meant in my life.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because
1: I remember watching this woman win regionals. to hmm doing karate, and I saw this Amazon of a woman. Stunning mm-hmm. creature. And I think she's fabulous. I mean, I absolutely... Groupy, I love her to death. She's amazing. She's amazing. Goofy. Hey, girl, if you listen, yeah. I don't know if she listens to the podcast, but like, we don't shout her out. out anyway. Like, oh my God, girl, I'm, the ass. I'm like, I love her. I think every time I see her, she's amazing. She's always composed. I just wish yeah. I had that kind of elegance because I am a lover mm-hmm. place. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember watching this Amazon of a woman win and her name was Nigerian. Like, I'm like, yeah. Akinwale. I'm like, this is a Nigerian name. Right. And I'm looking right. at it. I'm like, what? Wait. And then she's standing there winning. And something in me said, I can do this. hmm You know, she made it like, she made it possible. It's almost like she gave me yeah. permission. I don't understand. Yep. I don't know how to explain this.
0: Oh, I, I'm, I'm right there with you.
1: And the next year, that's what I did. Like, I, mm-hmm. she did it. And I'm like, okay, I can do this. I'll be there. hmm Because she did. Yep. And I think we need more of that. Right. You know, if the narrative is always the same, is that's all we are putting out there, it's hard. Yeah. You're either yeah. out there for yourself and you don't care, or most people are just not gonna come because let's, be, let's face it, if you don't have a thick skin, it's not gonna be comfortable going to a place where everybody's inviting each other to barbecues and you're not. Right. You know? Right. It's not and it's exactly funny, the my... most comfortable. And they're like, well, we are open, everybody can come. Yeah, not yeah, really. Yeah,
0: but are you making it a space that is comfortable for everyone? Because, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, having a facility and saying, oh, you know, we welcome able-bodied and disabled people, but right. you don't have any ramps. Right. You know what I'm saying? You don't have any, you know, specially equipped, you know, bathrooms or other things. So, yeah, you're saying that everybody can come, but everybody can't come, right? Everybody can so,
1: come. And talking to a person who has privilege because of the lightness of their skin, about certain issues, right? you're either seen as, oh, you're trying to victimize yourself, oh my god, you ruined the right. body, you're ruining the picnic, Yeah. or, you know, so-called victim mentality. When people, like today happened today, I was having food with some people, and it's like, well, but I don't see color. I said, well, but this oh, is something Jesus. that only a person that lives in a world that is, you know, directed towards whiteness can say. Because how the do people not us, understand how racist, that? T-
0: like, So you basically don't see me at all?
1: Right, it's like, (laughs) no, but no, but I just, the thing is what they're trying to say is that it doesn't matter that you're black. But it's like, I am a black person. I'm an African woman, right? Right. So telling me that no, you're European, it's offensive.
0: Right, you're erasing pretty much, uh, you know, more than half of my identity.
1: Of course I've lived in Europe, of course, a lot of ways. I'm extremely Dutch in my ways, I'm extremely direct, right? You know, it's very Dutch. Dutch. right so yeah but i'm still a black woman and right you saying you don't see color negates the fact that some of us can get killed because of our color exactly right so you saying that is silly and i had another lady today saying she was uh, talking about this white lady who adopted a baby a black child from Mm -hmm. africa there's a whole different story about you know adopting black Mm. kids oh this woman Mm -hmm. was doing something that i applaud her for she has been growing her raising her child showing her making sure she's aware of black people of reference and this Mm -hmm. lady thought this was a bad thing because she was making the kid aware of color and was inferior inferiorizing the kid i said no i applaud this lady she's a she's trying to do what's right because she's aware that she has privilege right and she
0: knows how the world is going to view her no matter who her mother is it
1: doesn't matter who your mother is because guess what i can walk out there obama if he weren't president, he was walking down the street, nobody's gonna know right. his mother's white and therefore treat him differently. No, you right. get treated by what people see. See, exactly. Right, so exactly. I think this woman was being really thoughtful by doing that to a kid. Yeah, She's yeah. trying, like, this is amazing. I'm, I applaud her for it, right? But this other person saw it as, you know, but if you're talking about race, this kid, like, no, it's real, but it shouldn't be this way. It shouldn't, but it is. So it you is. gotta give your kids some tools
0: yeah absolutely absolutely well i for one am completely in favor of you creating a a clothing line for booty shorts for black girls so thank you very much (laughs) please let me know when that jumps off because i will be the first in line buying all of them
1: (laughs) right because i mean come on now i remember elizabeth talking about it like how she was i mean and back in the days the booty shorts was were bigger now they're like
0: yeah whoa (laughs) right and I'm like these are a large
1: what's happening (laughs) what large like are you yeah did did I gain weight what's going on yeah right
0: right but no I mean I I think it's funny because I used to definitely be you know of the of the mindset of like you we get to sit at the table and I'm like you know what fuck that I'm gonna build my own fucking table like I think that really is the wave of the future don't be
1: asking folks to allow you to sit at the table so they can ignore you at the table
0: Exactly. I got wood. I got hammers. My sister got nails. My other sister got, you <laughs> know, we're going to build our own with table. Okay?
1: Thank you very much.
0: Thank you. Thank you. It won't be yeah. no raisins up in a, a potato salad. And I'm fine with that. I'm absolutely fine with that. So I definitely agree with you on that. Oh,
1: but um so, so I wanted to. <laughs>
0: kind of hop back to um you know movement and crossfit a little bit so what does your training look like these days I know you mentioned you just kind of starting to get back into a consistent routine so what is a typical like day or week of training look like for you now
1: um I don't do anything on Mondays I love Mm
0: -hmm. Mondays Mm.
1: Tuesdays I deadlift Mm -hmm. uh a lot and what it's been looking like is this I I started a week with Mm -hmm. x amount of weight okay that week I do five sets of five repetitions Mm-hmm. and then I have accessory work and generally my training will be monostructural because my conditioning is mm-hmm. on to shit so I'm trying to get that mm-hmm. done and when I do wads it's not for sprinting because I don't feel like my movement quality of movement is that great yet so right I'm just going through through movement you know trying to teach okay. my body how to move again okay. when I have to hit it it's usually on the assault bike on the, on the yeah. lower and on the sled right so I try and keep the complex stuff more monostructural not monostructural but like um uh, OPEX would call it MAP, which is slowly and controlled. I'm just slow right. aerobic work, right? Yeah. So going through yeah. exercise. So, mm-hmm. and on Wednesday, I usually do like a, a 40 minutes sort of simple cardio thing. Yeah. Uh, box jumps. But easy. Nothing yeah. insane. I'm not looking to lie down on the floor and kill myself. This is not about Right. That. Mm-hmm. On um, Thursdays, there's, there's a lot of... I, the thing is on deadlifts, I also press. Okay. On Thursday, I will do squats and Mm pull. I play with different pulls. I might do full square pull-ups. I'll do L-sit pull-ups. You know, I I play with stuff and do a lot of gymnastics things from Ido Portal. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So, let's say I did a squat, and then I'm going to bear crawl myself across the room. Mm -hmm. I did squats, and I'm going to do duck walks across the room, trying to get some mobility. You know, so there's a lot of mobility in there. Um, Saturdays are rough days. Saturdays, we do... um, we have sleds, so I'll do uh, six park leans, for example, today. Six park uh six buck jump overs as fast as possible, and then push mm-hmm. the It's gross. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, know, it's really gross. And then we. So what's with your? The wad. Oh, go ahead. Yeah.
0: What's your um, what's your favorite and your least favorite wad?
1: Oh God, I don't even know. It depends on how fit I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Friend? Is so cliche, but Fran can make me leave me feeling like a 500 meter canoeing sprint. Uh, yeah.
0: man, Fran is humbling. It is humbling. <laughs> that is the shortest, most humbling. It's
1: disgusting. <laughs> Whatever. I'm coughing. Like I'm, I'm right. for an, a couple of hours afterwards. hmm Means I went, I went into a dark place. So yeah. that's a rough one. Other than that, mm-hmm. I don't. You know, um, I think Jackie can also be miserable. At mm-hmm. regional, we did that in high altitude. I sucked so badly. Oh, Lord. And anything else, I mean, it depends on how fit I am. If I'm yeah. you know, If I'm really fit, I can go into a dark place, and it's mm-hmm. And if I'm not, mm-hmm. then it's miserable just because I can't go into that dark place and just right. try it myself. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. but Fran is the one that comes to mind. I've never done Murph. I don't see the point. I'm not interested. You <laughs> said I don't see the point. I know folks in the United States do it for, you know, Memorial Day. Girl, I every time, I'm like, oh. pull-ups, <laughs> Why?
0: Like, why are we doing this? This is not what Marfa wants. No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what is happening? And I understand, you know, and it's a social thing. And whatever, yeah, but there's mm-hmm. some people that just don't have the strength or muscle injuries yeah. to be doing that, and then those scale accordingly and just want to go in and then get in trouble. But that's all a whole different story. But mm-hmm. I personally don't find it interesting, so I've never yeah. done
0: it. That's funny. What do you do for recovery?
1: Um, I get massages. The thing about Angola.
0: Mm-hmm
1: is that you know if you have a certain salary you can actually afford to get stuff like that and i once a week i get a massage i do a, pil- oh, nice. I do a pilates class mhm and um yeah that's it oh and one of my one of our members gave me a a gun.
0: oh is that that thing that looks like a um like something a you buff your machine. car with yes, yeah yes, yeah yes, yeah yes.
1: it is Are, excellent really it's ridiculously expensive so i'm very grateful that i got it as a present but wow. yeah i like it I've seen those before, and I'm like,
0: is it just another gimmick? or No, I I really, I mean,
1: I I, I use it a lot. I use this warm-up in my warm-ups, like, to loosen Mm -hmm. up my muscles and then get in there. And I do it afterwards. Yeah, 100%. Awesome. Yeah.
0: So, in terms of, um, we touched on it just a little bit, but in terms of, of, I don't like to say diet, because I just Mm -hmm. hate that word, but in terms of nutrition, um, do you ascribe to a certain way of, of eating now? Or are you just, like, sort of whatever works for you? Or do you have like a certain philosophy around, you know, eating to support your, your, your goals? Or what That's does that question. look like for you?
1: Um, like I said to you at the beginning, when I, after I had the kid, I was struggling. Right. I was tired, so it became this vicious circle of eating a lot of sugar. And yeah. Being tired and feeling yeah. horrible. Uh, once I started training, I contacted this guy who had helped another friend, who's also a games athlete, uh, with, his, with her food. Mm-hmm. And I saw her exercising a lot, which meant she had the energy to do it. Right. And the body composition change was really good. So she didn't look gone, or skinny. And I was looking for that because I don't want right. to lose my muscle mass. I mean, I'm yeah. 43. This ain't the time.
0: Right, right.
1: So um, he's been really good with that. He mm-hmm. uh, literally set up something for me. I, there's this, I use a small scale just for my... Nowadays, I, I have a, a, a better vision of what's going on. Like yeah. a small scale to measure how much rice it is, just to, so I don't uh-huh. overindulge. Mm-hmm. And it's been really good. And on weekends, I drink gin. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I like you it. You know, but I don't... The thing is, I've been exercising quite a lot again, and most of the week is just fine. So I have... Yeah. T- I've changed a lot, like my body is not the same it was four months ago, which is interesting because folks have been asking me what I've been taking. Mm. Which is hilarious because I'm like, first of all, first of all, I have 20 <laughs> first of all. something years of exercising. There's right. I have mama and daddy's genes who are all about the right. muscles, one, mm-hmm. I have a history of exercising, two, I have the discipline to do it when I actually have the energy, you know, like right now I do have it so I can do it. Right. I do it. So if I exercise, let me see, five days a week a week Mm -hmm. and it takes me two hours, including warm up. Of course and my food is on point. Of course I'm gonna change. Right. I mean, you know, and when I'm exercising, I'm training. I am training. I know how to go there. Yeah. So you can't compare you who come, you know, go to the box three times a week, go right everything and you never exercised before to me. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of that now.
0: Awesome. Great. Um, so do you have anything in terms of, um, I know you're, so you're coaching now, right? Yes, um, I'm running a block, yeah. Are you um, planning on competing again at some point? Not even necessarily at the regional, but just kind of in general, or are you just kind of taking it each day as it comes?
1: You know, I said that I would like to go to the games again, okay. Uh huh. but I am not murdering myself for it. Gotcha. I am taking a gotcha. daily days. I was in so much mm-hmm. pain for such a long time with my lower back that every time yeah. that I get to lift a heavier weight without pain is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know? So I wanna keep it that way. Like I mm-hmm. said, I had a plan for tomorrow's training. I'm like, you know what, my shoulders are tired. So I'm gonna leave my shoulders alone. I'm gonna do my, my six kilometers on the road, two three sets of two kilometers, you know, which it's higher intensity, like three weeks ago, four weeks ago we we started with 10 kilometers on the road with like a really right. easy pace.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, two weeks ago, we did two, two times five kilometers on the road, which is a little bit faster pace. Last week, we did three sets of three and a half kilometers, a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. And tomorrow, it's gonna be three sets of two kilometers, which is going to be a little bit faster than last week.
0: Right, you know? right. So
1: that's how I'm going. That's what's gonna be tomorrow. Everything else, nope, that's it. You know. Monday, cool. I do nothing and see how we go on Tuesday awesome yeah
0: so now's the part of the podcast that's always the most fun for uh-oh. me because it? it's i get to <laughs> uh oh brace yourself you got some gin girl um it's when i get to ask just kind of some random questions nice. to get to know you a little better and get all in your business it's cool, it's cool. so you mentioned that mondays are typically your day off like um what does a perfect day off look like for you like what would you do like what what does that look like
1: it would mean going to the beach
0: mm. it's the beach
1: we're in the middle of so cold winter
0: yeah. Oh really? It's
1: so cold because really, it's not really winter, but it's not right. that great. Yeah, and I, I would go to the beach. Uh, there would be sunshine. Mm-hmm. There would be salt water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that would be with that a and Nobody would be calling me, and you
0: know,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Or complain about it. the wad or whatever. Right, exactly. About that day.
0: Yeah, I hear you. Um, what's one thing people may not know about you?
1: I'm actually very sensitive.
0: Hmm but I, really
1: I can see that get hurt easily. <laughs> I could see that.
0: Yeah. I could see that. Um It's your last meal on on this earth. What are you eating?
1: Wow. What'd you say? Fatigato is like this chocolate cake with warm chocolate Ooh. inside and then vanilla ice cream. Look, I caught the gâteau part because I do speak a little French. I was like, wait, what? Cake? Somebody says cake?
0: cake. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds good.
1: <laughs> I'm worried about diabetes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> listen, if you want to have all desserts for your I'm meal, I'm having all the desserts. Would... Right, yeah, that would be it. I like Fatigato. Oh, food. man. Okay. What is on your um, playlist when you are training and when you're just kind of chilling out? What kind of music do you listen to? Oh, God.
1: Oh, I, let me tell you this. I have moments, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Right now, I'm all, in, I'm all up in uh, Lizzo's business.
0: Oh, yeah. Aren't we all? Oh, my God. I love her. <laughs> She's just crazy. amazing. I really yeah.
1: love her. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, she has this new one with Tempo with Missy Elliott. I'm like, oh, yes, oh, yes please. <laughs> I love like, that song. Team thick. <laughs> 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 I love it. So, so I like her. Uh, there's mm-hmm. a, an Angolan singer that I really like very much, and I listen to him, too. Um, well share, what's his name, uh, girl? Matias Damasio. Oh, you know I'm going to look that up. I I love him. I love him. I I like Phil Collins, okay? Just don't judge me. I like Phil Collins. Ain't nothing wrong with some Phil Collins, girl. I like Phil Collins. So, I I, I like those songs that remind me of my teenage years. My first Mm -hmm. crush and things like that. Sometimes I just go back to those days when I wasn't a cynic. Mm -hmm. Um, I love Queen. Ah yes. yes, classic. I've classic. got uh, "Waiting to Exhale" right here, looking at me because I love, love. Oh, that wasn't that the best soundtrack? It is the best soundtrack ever. Yes. That's what else have I got here. I like, I like. Who is this here? Let me see. Let me. I'm looking at my. I'm looking at this thing right now. Ah, uh, what, what is this guy's name? Uh, where are you? Oh, I like Usher. Old school Usher. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, I'll allow it. Yeah, there we go.
0: <laughs> but yes, right now, now are all I those kind of mixed up between when you're working out, when you're training, or when you're just chilling this out. This
1: is when I'm chilling. When I'm training, oh, okay. I like to listen to Angolan Kuduru. What's that? Kuduru came from the Angolan so called ghettos. Mm-hmm. Uh, it started as really hard music, talking about the government or whatever, but it's I'll send you a link. Yes, so please.
0: I'm. I love music, so I'm always interested in finding yeah. new stuff to listen
1: to. I like that, and I like um Afro, Afro, Afro house, which is great. I think you would enjoy. it.
0: Oh, I love Afro house.
1: Afro house and yes. uh, Kwaito, which is South African music. Mm, yeah, okay. I, I, I. You know. You know. One other thing I wanted to say to you, with with being yeah. in Europe and all those years, I think for a while, I was under the impression that if you. Relax your hair, if you get dressed a certain way, you change your mannerisms, you will be accepted. Hmm. So but all I did at the time was make myself disappear that I didn't recognize what I'd become. Right. Myself...
0: Yes, oh much, much sense.
1: So yeah. that was also another thing. So my Instagram account, menina de Angola, mm-hmm. means Angolan girl, which which was me trying to reconnect with who I was. Because that's mm-hmm. what I'm gonna go and go. I love that so much.
0: Yeah. And I think that is so, I mean, that's, you know, one of the reasons why I kind of even started this project is because I, I want us to understand that we, it is okay to take up space, yeah. right? We, we have to give ourselves permission to do that and, and stop yeah. shrinking, whether it's physically or, you know, intellectually or It's not going to make yeah. a
1: difference. If a person, a person is prejudiced or racist, yeah. it doesn't matter.
0: People are, gonna, people are gonna treat you how they treat you no matter yeah. how you show up, so you yeah. might as well show up as yourself. Yeah,
1: because like then if you I, I have learned
0: like, nothing else,
1: <laughs> that's, that's it. Because if you don't, yeah. then you lose yourself, and the yep. world is still out there, and you just lost yourself in the process.
0: Exactly. It? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that so much. Yeah. Um, so tell me, what would you consider to be your spirit animal? Like, what animal most represents Carla?
1: I would say a lioness because I'm actually really I'm, I'm, I'm fierce like I, I will go out there you know yes but I, I love you know, it but I can purr too right oh shit okay, let me find purring. out you're purring girl <laughs> <laughs> I, can't even out, I can purr too you know I haven't purred Ooh. in a long time I was just that's okay I was just saying this to a friend of mine like only now that I get me a booty call whatever you want to call it and I'm like god I don't even know how to do this anymore you know when you're so into that so-called masculine, if that's the way I yeah. find it, you busy in, in in defense mode, maybe trauma mode, um, survival mode. You know, trying to right. run things and baby and this, so you forget to be to be in touch with yourself as a woman. And that yeah. makes any really sense, even though I'm a woman oh, every yeah. day, right? But that right. side of me, you know, it's just the lion that came out. The purring disappeared. I'm like, God, I didn't even know how to do this anymore. Like, yeah yeah being vulnerable you know right
0: exactly that's, that's hard i
1: find it really
0: hard I, yeah i hear you um what do you want your son to know about you when someone talks to him and i mean i'm sorry I'm, huh. i keep saying you son, son, your daughter and i'm looking at my notes i must have been talking to somebody else what do you want your daughter to know about you when someone s- describes their mom her describes you to her what, w- what would you want them to say
1: that I was always on her side. Mm. That I love her. That I was always on her side. And there wasn't a moment in this life where she questioned my love. For me. Mm. You know, and I, I whatever else you could say about me that I was honest.
0: I love that. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So now I have just a couple of little words. And yes. this is my little word association. So I'm going to say a phrase and I want you to fill in. Fill it in with a word, right? right? Okay. I believe in. Honesty. Okay. Success is.
1: Working hard.
0: Motherhood is. Rough. A savage. (laughs) Gosh, I felt that in my soul. (laughs) Savage. Ooh, I felt that in my soul. Beauty is
1: many things
0: that's not one word girl oh, sorry
1: <laughs> it's, it's us okay it's us. it is us
0: strength is
1: showing up oh many words <laughs> strength courage it's courage strength is courage oh my goodness strength is strength oh my goodness because you have to have courage to have strength like this is true it doesn't always happen You sometimes you just you know courage yeah yeah What's you mean black is majestic oh i love that that's a good you one you know those people that have these my sister has this skin that looks like velvet
2: mm, and you're just
1: like yes. looking at them and these people are not aware because of colorism they have no idea how fantastic and beautiful this velvet skin looks like.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. I love that. So before we kind of wrap things up, mm-hmm. um, I wanted to first know where, let people know where they can find you on the internet. Mm-hmm. So um, where, where can we find Carla hanging out?
1: Carla right now is on Menina de Angola, which means Angolan girl.
0: Okay. And we'll put that in the notes. That's your Instagram, That's correct? my
1: Instagram. Uh, okay. My, my gym is CrossFit Talatona. Uh, How you spell that? Uh T A L A T O N A. Talatona. It's a neighborhood okay. in Luanda. Okay. Awesome. Cool. Um, those are the places so, you would find it about. Okay.
0: We're gonna look for you. So um I wanted to ask you one more question. I always end with this because mm-hmm. I think it's really important. Um, I
2: like you, good. I oh, so so you, yeah.
0: Oh, I love it. So, what would Carla of today tell Carla at, let's say, twelve years old, and Carla at twenty-one years old? What words would she tell her? What advice would she give her?
1: I would tell the 12-year-old that this isn't about you. They're mm-hmm. struggling with their own problems.
2: Mm.
1: That would be that would. I would tell the 12-year-old. Mm-hmm. The 21-year-old, I would say, beware. Be more careful with your heart.
0: Mm. Yeah. I love that
1: because awesome. not everybody has your best interest and i always believed in like um you know innocent until proven guilty but until right. once you once you you realize people aren't good for you they already cause a lot of damage yeah yeah,
0: yeah. Ooh, those are good words girl good I words feel like,
1: like jaded and yes. cynic <laughs> yeah
0: i hear you but you know it's 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 learning those I lessons that's that makes you stronger right yeah. um you know i hate for us to have to learn hard lessons but um oh you know it, it makes us who we are because so. a friend was
1: saying that just then, like why don't they learn i'm like because it's a did we ever learn anything when we didn't get exactly faces smashed face on to smash yep. the floor no so yeah. why are you expecting other people to do?
0: yeah you, you you can talk until you're blue in the face but sometimes yeah. until you go through it yourself yeah. that's when it sticks that's, it. Yeah. that's when it sticks yeah. so well, this has been amazing, Carla. This has been you. so beyond my expectations. I knew, just like I said, intuitively, we were like, why do you want to talk to me? I was like, I just know. I just know that you have things that we want to hear. And I was so right and beyond. So I really appreciate you taking time out of your schedule oh, to you sit down me, with you know? us tonight. Um, you are no longer a guest. So anytime you want to come back on the podcast to talk about anything, Ooh. all you have to do is let me know and we can have all the conversations about purring or whatever the hell else you want to talk about <laughs> <laughs> um.
1: <laughs> by the way, I'm all up about, uh, I don't know if you've seen it. Um, oh, untold, uh, Expressions Untold. Do you know that page? I don't think so. I'm going to have to check it out. It's now on, on Instagram called XPR, you know, got mm-hmm. uh, untold without the O. Okay. And what is this now? Well, this is the thing I find interesting. And this is me trying to find my prayer back again. Yeah, I yeah. like his text. Some of it's like, whoa, okay. Especially if you were raised by, you know, religious parents. Uh, but it's very sensual and I think and he writes things that I wanted to say but I didn't have the words for oh okay mm-hmm. okay and he's a black man and I find it interesting because he's been shut down on Instagram quite a lot when I don't think that his work is you know that crazy for folks to shut right. down but I think right. it's the vulnerability of a black man speaking yeah well I was about to say well you know yes, we're people, not supposed to have feelings yeah, no no definitely and we shouldn't be anything other than this you know sexual ravaging business right beings i mean all of this it's i think many people just go and report it and i and it's yeah. funny because if you see other pages this is definitely and it's beautiful i think it's very erotic and i think it's beautiful it's just me trying to figure mm. out what happened to me
0: <laughs> right right okay well i will definitely check put that in the notes for everyone and i will also check it out on my own time but thank you again um thank you listeners for joining us again and for coming back for another amazing conversation um you can find us on all of the um, podcast platforms at this point apple Podcasts, yes. google play stitcher spotify um, soundcloud if we're missing something you know shoot shoot me a dm or an email and let me know um we have uh, instagram at chocolate bar podcast we're on the twitters at the chalk bar um podcast and we also have a website www.chocolatebarpodcast.com or the chocolate um thank you again we will see you soon goodbye we love you thank you carla thank you thank you and we really? will see <laughs> and we will see you at the bar uh-huh. Bye bye
2: <laughs>